in the focus of the NFT, mm-hmm. have you seen some things um, uh, affected negatively in your other businesses because your mind is here? Yeah. So with the other businesses, there's always going to be things that break, yeah. right? Like let's think about the house living business. There's um, the market shifting, right? So it's not doing as good as it was doing the last two years. And so I need to step in and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to solve this issue. Here's what our strategy is going to be going forward in the next six months, right? And that takes a lot of mental energy to think through that and to research and do that. But then at that point, once the vision is set and once I do what I need to do, there's not much else for me to do, right? It's on the team and the operator and everyone else to execute the idea. The same is true with any of the other businesses. Like we go through so many problems. Like I want people to know that. To do business successfully, consistently, it just takes problem solving after problem solving because there are things that happen internally. Employees quit. Uh, you know, your product just kind of reaches its lifespan. You've got to innovate and create something new. Uh, all these things happen internally, right? And then there are things that happen externally, right? The market shifts on you. Uh, we go into a recession. Uh, a platform changes their rules. The city changes rules. So you're just constantly solving problems. So for me, my goal is that I hire such crazy good A players that they're able to solve the majority of these problems without me, right? They're able to navigate the waters and make sure things happen. And if they don't know the answer, they're able to come to me and I can think through it and find the answer for how we want to go about this. That's how the relationships work. So you hire A players. A players. So, now, and I got to just kind of like get some coaching. How so? I've I've kind of lived by the the theory that I can develop people and they stick around longer and they're more loyal and they're not they're not as um like you bring on somebody that's super talented they know they're talented and maybe they're hard to fit into the system but you invest a lot up front into people yeah so I do the opposite of what most do most hire from the bottom up. Meaning, if you have an organizational chart, right? And let's just say everyone here is the CEO of their company, okay? And you know that the organization um, departments are, hey, we got sales, we got marketing, we got ops, okay? What most will do is they'll say, hey, I need a good sales guy. So they go try and find a good sales guy, right? And then they say, hey, I need somebody to run Facebook ads. So they go try and get somebody to run ads for marketing. And they say, hey, I need, you know, an admin or something on the ops side. I need an assistant, okay? So they go hire an assistant. Well, what they fail to realize is in this scenario. Just talk to me directly, okay. I fail to realize. What you fail to realize in this scenario <laughs> is that, and a good book you'll need to read is Traction if you haven't read it, is that there's actually two positions at the top, right? There's the CEO and the COO, okay? The CEO is the visionary of the company. The COO is the integrator of the company, yeah. okay? Most people who are entrepreneurs and visionaries and have great ideas are not good operators. It's just the way our brains work. So, you know, not to get off on a trail, but one thing we always do is give people personality tests to figure out how detail-oriented they are, how good of leaders they are, how visionary are they, all that stuff. Um, And each role requires a different type of personality, experience, skill set. And that's what Traction talks a lot about is the right people in the right seats. And so really... What happens is 
the visionary is supposed to come up with the big ideas, lead, inspire, do all that, right? The integrator, the COO, is supposed to manage all the people underneath and make sure that those ideas get executed and things happen. So for me, what I do is I first look for my integrator in every single company I start. Because if I don't find the guy at the top, that means I'm the guy. <laughs> I have right, to manage right. these guys every day because who else will? Yeah. And I'm not trying to manage people every day, mm -hmm. right? I don't have time. I got too many companies. So if I'm managing day to day, it's impossible for me to innovate for the future. And so really, I hire top down. I say, if I find the A player integrator, COO, they will hire the sales guy. They will hire the marketing guy. They will hire the ops guy. And from there, I just went from having to hire four or five people to hiring one guy who then hires the rest. And for me, my direct influence and success of the company will most likely be through communicating with this one person because I'm basically imparting everything I want to happen on them and they're able to go do it for me versus me having an individual conversation with the sales team. Now I got to go have a meeting with the marketing team. Now I got to go have a meeting with ops. Now I got to go do all these things and it becomes impossible when that's really the COO's job. And so I hire top down. Now gr granted, hiring top down means you're going to pay more money because most entrepreneurs don't realize they are the CEO and the COO when they start. Whereas I would rather hire this integrator off the bat and allow them to do the day-to-day. -day. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. So NFT, explain this to me, please. Because like there's mixed mixed uh, conversation about NFT. Right. And I think I kind of understand you got to have like some NFTs are utility. Some are like yep. art kind of. Yep. So what's yours? Explain it. Mine's utility. Um, so long story short, okay. I got into NFTs. Well, I got into crypto back in 2017. I bought Bitcoin at the top. Watch the tank. Mm. I'm like, oh, crypto sucks. And <laughs> sure, kind of like my real estate journey where I'm like, real estate sucks. Until I realized later down the road, like, oh, I was just doing it wrong. When it um, took this last dip, did you load up or did you just? Uh... Um, so throughout 2020 and 2021, I was like trading in and out. I was buying Bitcoin. I was buying Ethereum. I was buying NFTs. Like I was doing everything. Um, but sure enough, in 2021, I started buying these NFTs and trying to experience why is there so much hype around this? Like, what am I missing? Because to me, I was like, you, I'm like, I don't get it. You're just buying art. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> and though some are like that, and they're just basically collectibles in nature, um, there are many that are utility based. And so to give an easy example, one of the first ones I ever bought was a golf one. And their mission was, hey, if you buy our NFT, um, all the money we raise, from the purchase of this NFT, we're going to go buy a golf course, okay? And the people who own the NFT are going to have the right to buy um, a membership to that course, right? It doesn't give you membership because it's not enough money. The golf course yeah. needs member fees and all that stuff. But you can't buy a membership without this NFT, right? And you guys are going to be able to vote on the golf course. You guys are going to be able to have like say over what the rules are, you know, all these things. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's mm -hmm. cool. And um, there's many other examples of different NFTs where they had cool utility. Well, for me, you know, I was watching guys like Gary V um, and what he did with V Friends. And I said, okay, this makes sense, right? If you buy a V Friend, you're in the community, he's going to hold these massive events, you get a ticket to the event, 
you know, and certain NFTs have special events with Gary and all this stuff. I'm like, that's cool. I get it. Um, and so when I started thinking about NFT, many people approached me. They're like, Ryan, we can do it for you. You know, we can do that now. Yeah. And they were like, we can, um, sell your courses and your mastermind and all this stuff through the NFT and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? To me, that doesn't solve any problem because I can sell my course to my mastermind anyway. Why do I need NFT to sell it? That's dumb. And they were like, well, you know, the beauty is when you sell it this way, the people have ownership and access into it. So it's like, unlike a normal mastermind where if you buy in, um, you can't sell your membership. Like if you stop using it, you stop using it. Well, with an NFT, you can go transfer it to somebody else if you get tired of it, whatever. So it's actually very good for the consumer, right? Um, And so I started to think, okay, I I understand that from the, the education perspective. But one thing that became super clear to me as I started looking into crypto and blockchain and understanding it was that real estate is by far the biggest industry that is gonna change with the blockchain. 